all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and this is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. Today, we want to talk about bullying. October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and is a, there's a campaign in the United States that was founded back in 2006 by a group, Pacers, um, who has a National Bullying Center, um, Prevention Center. And the campaign works to unite communities nationwide to educate and raise awareness of bullying. So today we're going to explore why people bully. And even with all the prevention measures that are from the Academy of Pediatrics, the American Psychological Association, the American Psychiatric Association, all of those have had campaigns to prevent bullying, but it continues. So why do you think that is? Today we'll explore why people bully. But even with all the preventive measures, why it continues. And I also want to share with you some surprising research results that show those people who bully and why they do and why it may not be exactly the way you think and maybe the way that we've taught people for a very long time. But before we go into some of the research, um, I want to talk to you specifically about the difference from harassment and bullying. So people often use them interchangeably. Um, they are very similar. It's all about power and control is, is the honest truth about it. When, when all researchers have looked at it, a lot of it is based in trying to develop some feeling of control. So the actions are actions that hurt or harm other people, physically or emotionally, both bullying and harassment. And um, there's always an imbalance of power between the target and the individual demonstrating that bullying behavior. And I'll explain that a little bit more. But typically, the target has difficulty stopping the action directed at them, okay? And the difference, though, in bullying and harassment is that when bullying behavior is directed at the target and it's based on a protected class, then it's harassment. So what is a protected class? It is someone of a certain of either gender, race, ethnicity, sexual preference, age, disability, national origin. So that's that's the only real difference 
between bullying and harassment. And so I know people talk about bullying in the workplace, which certainly it can occur. It can occur between two men of the same ethnicity and the same sexual preference. That's bullying. If it, it's then harassment, if um, this individual perhaps is being harassed due to their gender identity or their ethnicity or their religion or their disability. So I hope that sort of delineates. But, but I'm going to talk about bullying, and you can determine if sometimes when we move into it, is this harassment? Or is this just garden variety bullying? All of it's bad. And all of it is bad for the target, the person who is being bullied. It's really tough to be a kid right now, anyway, dealing with bullies. And what's made it much harder is now that with all of our social media, it can be done, of course, through cyberspace, and um, sometimes it's difficult to even capture who's doing it. Sometimes it's difficult to stop who's doing it. And again, with all the efforts that have been made um, through social media to try to control it, there's still difficulty there. So obviously, bullying is hurtful, humiliating, can lead to depression and anxiety, which we talk about a lot. And so I thought, even though we've talked about bullying on this show before, we need to bring it up and talk about it again and remind everyone that, you know, we used to consider bullying sort of a rite of passage. It happens to everybody. Um, just learn how to deal with it. But now we know that bullying in is a serious problem and can have repercussions for someone's entire life. Um, it may start in childhood, and typically if it's not stopped, it can spiral into major self-esteem, anxiety, depression, withdrawal, social issues, and even affect ultimate success. So I'm going to throw out a few questions to you. Um, have you ever been bullied? Have you ever um, been a bystander? If you were bullied, did anyone ever come to your protection? And if you were a bystander, how did that make you feel? Um, or were you a bully? Um, and did you somehow learn to stop it? Or do you wonder that maybe you still are engaging in some bullying? I want to talk about that. Give us a call. I want to hear from you, though. I want to hear about what's going on in your life at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So, you know, if something happens, if an action has happened uh, by accident, then obviously you're not bullying if you shove somebody and you don't mean to. Um, another thing about bullying I want to remind you is typically it's repetitious. Um, somebody doesn't say just a mean thing one time, like I don't like the way you did your hair today. 
but it's something that is ongoing, that it's a nitpicking, sort of picking at individuals, if it's verbal, uh, trying to get a reaction out of them. Or if it is a, a physical act, it's typically a repetitious act. So um, before I keep going about that, I think everybody knows bullying can include hitting or tripping or kicking. It can destroy property. It can take away property from individuals. Or it can be something that, that makes individuals in, engage um, and calling others to engage in taunting, name-calling, or the like. So... I'm going to jump back to the phones. We have uh, a couple of callers. Uh, Stephen from Boonville. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for joining us early. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just wanted to point out a couple points. One of your last ones was uh, one of the first things that popped into my head. I have been a victim of bullying as a kid, and as an adult, it would be transferred into the title of, of harassed. And what mm-hmm. I noticed, and, and even as a school bus driver, um, I noticed the kids that were on my bus doing the same thing, that the bullies, most of the time when they are engaging in it, had some kind of audience that they were entertaining while they were doing it. Because when their friends and, and uh, audiences were not present uh, around, they weren't doing the bullying. They weren't even paying any mind to the person that they were normally bullying. But when they had an audience to get laughter from or to get some kind of uh, engagement into joining in with it, that's when they were really picking up on it. So there's a third factor there when someone else is is, uh, present that they can entertain or impress. And and also, as an adult, many many people think that those, those titles of bullying or harassment really fall into the category of childhood or adolescence. No, no, it continues into adulthood. And a lot of times it's just to, to, like you said, a power hunger to try to humiliate someone or make someone feel inferior when someone else is around to entertain by that. So it's, it's a very, I, I can't find a better word for it than evil. It is an evil act against someone else. Well, Stephen, uh, I wish you could have seen me because I was nodding my head as you were talking. You're absolutely right. Typically, bullies like an audience, and they feel empowered from an audience. And so if there's not an audience, so that's part of the problem with being a bystander. Um, Now, some kids may feel pain um, about being that bystander, but be afraid. But there are also some, some individuals who reinforce by laughing, giggling, thinking it's, or maybe they don't think it's funny, but they laugh because they don't know what else to do. So, your, your point is, is a good one, that, that it's empowering. And, um, and there, there are a couple of studies I want to talk about later in the show that, that actually talks about how bullies do feel more empowered than I think um, people realize that they're feeding into that bully as they allow them. So, so so, Stephen, are you are you still there? I just have a quick question to you. Yes, why were you yep. bullied? Do you know why you were bullied, or did it just seem that there was this mean well, guy it, there? It, it varied, but most of the time, I was I was the loner. 
um, I wasn't being able to physically join into a lot of the what you could call reindeer games when you were in, in younger age bracket uh, school grades. And the loners just seemed to be a, a visible target. And I was one mm-hmm. of them. I wasn't physically able to join in because I was a, a victim of polio. I'm a polio survivor. So I couldn't get out there and run and play and jump around. And I was usually sitting over there on the bench with glasses, looked like a little four-eyed nerd. And, and uh, I was a typical target that, that the yeah. police would aim for. And, and they wouldn't even let you mind your own business. And that still goes on today. It really does. And it's heartbreaking. When I was when I was bus driving, I, it was heartbreaking to see how some of the kids were treating some of, some of the uh, what I call victims on the school buses that were just trying to mind their own business, and they weren't even yeah. letting them do that. It, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And so I hope as we go on in the show today, Stephen, thanks so much for calling. Um, as we go on today, I really would like for us to come up with a plan on how we as as adults or um if there are any teens listening how we we can be individuals who help get in the way of those bullies now all bullies are not bad people all bullies may have some bullies may have a reason that they did um engage in this but um excellent points we're going to have to go to our first break when we come back, we have Jem and Daniel on the on the line. You guys hang on. I want to hear from you. Uh, we've got some open lines. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We're talking about bullying. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'll be right back. The entire foundation of your child's brain is being built in the first five years of life. This construction is strengthened through the child's interactions with others. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. The good news is you have what it takes to be a brain builder. Learn more at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we're talking about bullying. What are we doing to respond to this? We have several innovative preventive programs, outstanding advocacy groups, anti-bullying laws in almost every state. Yet, shockingly, studies indicate that problems with bullying are not getting better. And in fact, they may be worsening. And upwards of one in four to five children say they are bullied. And actually, adults at almost that rate talk about bullying in the workplace. So why? The sad truth is that for some people, there are just significant social and personal benefits to bullying. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. 
but I have, I want to go right back to the phone. We have Jim from Hattiesburg. Hi, Jim. Thanks for waiting. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to share some information uh, a clinician I worked with shared with me. Um, this clinician uh, had a lot of experience in um, addiction recovery and other um, very serious issues. And they explained to me something called the cycle of abuse. Mm -hmm. And they said that there are three components to it. There is an abuser, a bully, there is a victim, and there is a rescuer. Mm -hmm. And he explained to me, this person explained to me that uh, the ways in my life as an individual I may have performed in all three of those roles and how they all feed off of one another and that the goal is to escape from all three of those points on that wheel because uh, the reason I called in today is I just wanted to emphasize that there's not just the bully and the person being bullied. Uh, there are also rescuers, and and while in childhood uh, it can be endearing to see people stand up for other people, um, a lot of times in the adult world it's the rescuers who can face very serious uh, uh, problems because of that mentality. Well, that's, that's interesting that you bring that up because one thing um, – that I think a lot of people are concerned about is that if if you see someone being bullied and you are a bystander, but then you decide to come in and help that individual, we did want to talk about sometimes it can be a dangerous thing. And I'm not sure, Jim, if that's where you are going with this or if. Yes, ma'am. That's yes, exactly what yeah. I was suggesting. Yeah. And it, and it can be dangerous. And um, I know here in Mississippi, we had an individual who was shot and killed when he tried to come to the defense of, of a woman who was being um, abused. And so I think that we have to keep that in mind. And there may be a time when it's most appropriate to dial 911 if you need somebody to be protected. So I, I think um, that's, that's a really important point that I, that I wanted to make during the show. So, Jim, thanks for, for calling in. Uh, so you're absolutely right. And I don't want anybody to feel have long-term terrible guilt because perhaps that's what they did instead of jumping in to try to rescue someone. Good point. All right. I'm going to stay on the phone. We've also got Daniel who has been waiting for a few minutes. Hi, hi, Daniel from Pascagoula down south. How you watching. Doing, yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I'm I'm doing still I would still love to have you in the White House, but I, we'll have to work with you being the House of Mississippi. <laughs> I, I, I want to I want to thank Mississippi, the state of Mississippi. I'm I'm a New York African American. Republican, Democrat, young man that uh, seen a lot of things, a lot of bullying. Uh, when I was young, I got bullied, almost raped when I was in camp at the age of six, seven. You know, wow. and I, I, wow. I, it could have turned, it could have turned my mind around, or I could have went and turned gay, or 
anything, you know, but, you know, God has brought me through all those things. But what I want to talk about is it's, it's kind of hard now. I had a young man of the age of 13 years old come to me and say, why is the president bullying the vice president instead of talking about the issues? Why are we so much trying to show so much hate? And, you know, we can't see this. And my friends say the, the adults are acting stupid. You know, that's what they say, stupid. And I said to him, I said, you know, it's, it's thank God for catastrophes and different things that bring people together and humble themselves and, and not look at the difference in each other, but look at each other as one. And that's why I said I want to thank the people of Mississippi for making that change. I remember when my grandmother told me one day we talked about racism and different things where the man had a Bible in his hand and he slapped her and called her the N-word, you know, and she's a spiritual lady. He said, this book is not worthy of you. But then she told me about there were other people in her life that were of her European sister and brothers that came to her and said, the book is for everybody, even you, because we are all one. And that's why I say I think Mississippi went through those things to show the world how we're supposed to be as a people. We have such a wide variety of culture that is trying to grow, that is trying to get past all those different things. I have friends that are sons of the Confederates. I have friends that respect me as a man. They, the only reason they talk about the past, because that was their ancestry. But they said a lot of my ancestors did not believe in all the racism and, 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 and slavery. But yeah. they said yeah. that because of being threatened and bullied, listen to the word, here's the word again, bullied, they had to go with the program. Even Robert E. Lee said, I don't believe in slavery, but because I'm part of the Confederate, I have to do my duty. But I did not believe. See, that's why people need to learn history. That's why people, we got to come together and talk simple. We ain't got to go through all the difficult words. We just got to work together and talk. Be, be yeah. Italian Daniel. Irish. Um, you have you have said so many good words, and I, I want to emphasize a couple of things that you said. One, I do I do think that many times people do act because they're afraid not to go the way of the way um, that more seemingly more powerful, more popular individual is going and they feel sort of pushed. So I think if we can all feel empowered to be the right kind of model and and to, you know, you brought the Bible up, I'll just say, if anybody reads the Bible, they know that that to to be able to hold in one hand the Bible and then to look at another individual and say you're not worthy of the Bible needs to put the Bible down because they don't know what's in it. Um, and I don't want to get into a religious discussion, but I think your point is good. And I do think Mississippians and Southerners in general have come a very long way. I think we are much more accepting of each other, but I do know we have some ways to go. 
Um, so great points. Um, I always love it when you call in and you Southerners on the uh, on the Gulf Coast, please watch the weather. Um, this is an amazing hurricane season and Delta's brewing down there. So you guys all, all be careful. Um, so I think uh, Daniel brought up some good points. I want to talk a little bit more about in a few minutes, and I want to hear from callers about this. So, so how how do we, as parents, teach our children how to be individuals who are strong and confident and able to stand up to individuals? And um, I want to tell you guys a little story that I told my children when they were young, because I never wanted them to feel the way I felt when I was young. When I was on the school ground, and some of you may have heard this story before, when I was on the school ground, I think I was in like the third or fourth grade elementary school, public school, and um, there was a little girl who was really poor, and she had homemade clothes, and her, um, you know, her clothes were not like the majority of the students there, but we had a broad array of individuals in our school from a financial standpoint. Um, and there was um, a popular group of little girls. These are little girls um, on the playground. And they started making fun of this sweet little girl in her homemade clothes. And I can remember looking at her cowering and watching those girls. And it was killing my heart, but I was afraid to go and tell them to stop it and afraid to stand up for her. And that has ached in my heart for all these many years. And I, so when my kids were young, I reminded them that they were to always stand up for others. I didn't want them to worry about being in the popular group. I wanted to worry them to worry about being the right kind of person. And I will tell you, they grew up defending people with disabilities and uh, defending people of, of other ethnicities, and I'm very proud of them now. And I think that's one way you start. You have to start very young. So with that, I think it's probably a good time to go to a break, but I want to hear from you. Did, do you have any stories like that, listeners? Were you one of those bystanders and felt that you should not have? Or uh, were you a bully or bullied? Give us a call. Tell us your stories. Tell us how you think we can combat this. Um, that's one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We're talking about bullying. We can talk about harassment in the work workplace. Just give us a call and let us hear from you. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, 
and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we're talking about bullying and harassment. Um, Have you ever been bullied? Um, Ladies, we haven't heard from you yet. I'd love to hear from someone who perhaps has been bullied by, you know, little girls can be mean. They can do mean, spiteful things. Um, Over simple things like how long your hair is or how curly your hair is, much less any other physical um, disability or difference one might have. Um, The other thing I want to hear from is um, how have you dealt with bullying in the workplace? If anyone has ever dealt with that, I'd love to hear from you. So we've got a bunch of open lines. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 877 Six seven two seven four six four. So I promised to tell you a little bit about uh, the the a research um, project that was done that that looked at um, two thousand students um, at eleven middle schools in Los Angeles. So this was done in California, not here. But it conducted surveys in seventh and eighth grades, and and kids ranked which of their peers were the coolest, which one, and you know, and then and then also which were coolest, which ones start fights or pushed other kids around, and which ones spread nasty rumors about other kids. And do you know what the results showed? That coolness. And aggression, you know, pushing kids around, starting fights, spreading nasty, nasty rumors, coolness and aggression were highly linked together. So bullies enjoyed the highest social standings among classmates. So that's what researchers found is that it seems that perhaps for some reason, many, many individuals think it's cool to be aggressive and um, mean, you know, the, that verbally mean, that sharp tongue, that quick um, criticism. It seems that that is one reason that bullies continue now. Someone brought up earlier that perhaps some of the bullies have been bullied themselves. But research says that some maybe, but not all. Some are so reinforced by being that brash individual who barrels through things and pushes things around may be the way to go. Um, Sad, right? Um, The other thing that some research studies have shown is they looked at the link between bullying and inflammation of your joints, your immune system response, 
And what was found is that people who said that they were bullied had an increased risk for physical health conditions such as coronary artery disease, mental health issues like depression, um, and even joint inflammation, whereas bullies, not so much. Isn't that interesting? That bullies came out more healthy. So we have got to do a better job for long-term health outcome of taking care of these um, people who are being bullied. We don't, we don't want to them, for them to be further, further heard. So join in the conversation. Open lines are here. one mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. So Michelle McAdoo is with us today, my producer. Michelle, you have a story that you want to share with us. Yes. Um, we're talking about bullying. And yeah. yesterday we had Maggie Wade on the show to talk about an incident that happened not too long ago. She received an email, quote unquote, a comment from a viewer. Uh, the email was not nice. Um, it stated a lot of things that were hurtful. And Maggie even used those words. Um, she has since processed the email and she took the high road and she answered it um, very politely and lovingly. But like you were saying, bullying comes in all shapes and forms, and adults can be bullies as well. And we were talking about sharp tongues and comments and putting people down. Um, it's a way to give constructive criticism. But everyone, like Kathleen said earlier, everyone has an opinion. So if you don't like my hair long, you don't like it short, you don't like my color lipstick, it's too bright, it's too dark. I mean, everybody has their own opinion about what you should do. But as you were saying, parents, we need to teach our children and we need to teach ourselves to love ourselves and don't worry about what other people think about us. What matters is the value we put on ourselves. That's a really good point, Michelle. And Maggie Wade, who is one of the most awesome women I know, I cannot imagine why anybody, anyone would choose to, to say anything unkind to her. Um, so I, I think one thing is so... Probably in in the next part of this show, what I'd like to do is to talk about how, what can we do then? So one point I want to make is that um, one thing we can do is to teach our children that that person who is doing the bullying is not a cool person. It's not cool to bully. So that's a very first, I think the first step is start very early with our children, teaching them that it's uncool to be the, the bully. It's uncool to make fun of people. It's uncool. So that the next time one of those research studies is done to, to middle schoolers, they won't think that the person is cool who is being aggressive and bullying and starting fights. That's To me, that is step one. All right, I'm not going to go on because I do want to go back to the phones. We have Les from DeSoto County. Hi, Les. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Good morning, ladies. A uh, couple of aspects I'd like to show is another basis of bullying is class. 
Uh, I was mm-hmm. a scholarship. I was a scholarship boy to a posh school in England. I'm a product of the English prep school system, and my father was a bricklayer. So I was at school with the daughter of Baroness this and the son of Duke of something else, and I was picked on mercilessly. But I fought back and was left alone. So nobody exchanged a word with me at school for two years. What that did bring out in me was shyness. Uh, I was chronically shy for an awful long time. You've become mm-hmm. very distrust. You become very distrustful of people, of company in general. And I managed to get over it. For however I did it, basically through I was a good cricketer, which is important in British public schools. But also because um, I have a fairly strong personality. But I do know of people that were bullied very much at school who sank into shyness and uh, very mm-hmm. much uh, solitude. Really, I never really came out of it. And uh, I think if you're treating people who have the emotional problems from bullying, that is something that perhaps needs to be addressed. That's a great point, uh, Lee, and and I'm so glad that you were able to stand up to those bullies. And you're absolutely right. Class is another one, and that's kind of where um, my bullying story came from. Is that this popular little girl was from a relatively wealthy family, and. people do that. I guess they feel empowered because they have more money. Now, you brought up a point I want to um, also emphasize is it is also important to our children to learn how to stand up to the bully and how to not allow them to gain any kind of benefit from you. So fighting back, um, pushing back, um, Ignoring whatever it takes to get through it um, is the best thing. You know, we all tell our kids, and I told my I tell my patients. You know, if you have somebody picking on you, then the best thing you can do is to not give them a reaction. That's great advice, right? But it's very hard to do. It's, it's very, very hard, hard to do. Uh, the thing is, my father, who had uh, been a decent amateur boxer in his youth, taught me to box, um, not very well, but uh, enough to, uh, you know, land a Fortney one if it was necessary. And uh, as such as that is why eventually I was left alone, because I was deemed stupid enough to fight back. Um, but I, I, I really think that, I mean, I, I knew people that were bullied at school sank into a great deal of shyness. And it pretty much prevented them from building a career later on. Yes, um, be- yes. Because, uh, I mean, they, they were sort of, I'm supposed to have an interview tomorrow, but I don't want to go. I don't feel like it. I'm, you know, and, and basically what they weren't saying was the fact that they were scared to do it. And, uh, and that can go back to bullying. I mean, I'm not sure what the cure is. I mean, for an individual, you can fight back or simply show that yourself is good or not better. But not everybody has the strength of personality or the... Uh, the will to be able to do that. And uh, when I was head boy at the school, I mean, I saw bullying. I, I pitched in and, uh, you know, did what I could to let the bully know that I wasn't going to tolerate it, but by which time I was bigger and able to do it. But uh, yeah. it, it's so difficult for, for some people. And uh, It is. It is. And, you're right. And it's Lee, a poison. you're right. And, and I, I just, I know we need to go to our next break, but I want to emphasize your point that some 
bullying, chronic bullying can be very destructive to an individual and it can cause social withdrawal and it can cause ultimate loss of opportunities because of the inability to be able to push forward and have confidence because your self-esteem has been damaged. Yes. So sometimes counseling is definitely necessary. Yeah. It, it, there's also that. Also, it limits, uh, at that age, you're pretty much learning to communicate. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the opportunities to communicate and learn how to do it in an appropriate fashion or any fashion at all, then your chances in life later on are going to be severely limited. Absolutely. Well, Les, thanks for calling. That was really, you, you brought up some really great points. I hope uh, our listeners are gleaned um, a lot of sort of the lessons learned from that. So, okay, we're going to go to our final break. And when we come back, we have Charlie on the phone from Memphis. Charlie, hang on. We'll be right back. We're talking about this bullying, how we can combat it, how we can help others. Don't be a bystander. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Parents are a child's first teacher. Children make connections to the growing world around them through back and forth interactions. Parents and other caregivers can help children learn communication and social emotional skills by talking, reading, and singing each day. More information at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we're talking about bullying. I want to go right on back to the phone so we can hear from Charlie from Memphis. Hi, Charlie. Hey, Dr. Susan. Glad to talk to you again. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Um, you always have topics that I love to think about and comment on, but a few years yeah. ago, I, I was working at a local university, and I took a better position, uh, and at the office where I worked, a mother and a daughter uh, had two jobs, and they worked working together, actually, but they weren't supposed to because of nepotism. But um, everything went along really well, and I worked for the mother, not the daughter, and uh, we moved our office. And in our new office, the daughter's office opened onto my office, which opened onto the lobby. And so um, the daughter uh, and the mother would struggle and fight a lot. And it was kind of a joke in the office. And then they would always involve me because my job was kind of in between the two of them. And so I had many issues with them. The daughter would try to bully me into doing things in the office or for the other programs and even one time I would have to do uh, bookkeeping for hourly workers and on the day of the week that I would have to do it I would close my office door and she would often just come and slam my door open and this escalated to the point where I had to involve human resources and the risk manager and it was just 
a very uh, scary and crazy time time for me because I never knew what to do with these two people who were bullying each other and bullying me and bullying other people. Eventually, I left the position, but it caused me such distress that it was amazing that the university let it go on as long as it did, um, and I eventually left. But it really so, was Charlie, how did how did you try to handle it yourself before you went to to human resources? Did you? Um, did you try to talk to them? How did you deal yeah, with that? Yes, actually, it was a psychology office. <laughs> so wow. I would go to yes, I would go to the um, mother's assistant, a lady that her job was in between hours, and I counseled with her for many months. And then when the daughter became more aggressive uh, about different things um, about my job, which shouldn't have involved her because it directly involved her mother uh then i finally just had to go to human resources but they counseled me uh very well but as time went by just it just escalated and i really lost any kind of relationship with the mother who was my boss so it sounds like um there was perhaps a hostile work environment which is work harassment to me. Um, And and again, I'm not a human resource individual, but that sounds miserable. And that can truly affect your health when you feel that you um, have have no real recourse. Uh, To me, that that was an untenable position. I hope you left your position for a better job. And and this wasn't a uh, lateral move because of these two bullying individuals. Well, when it escalated to risk management, I decided then I'm going. I don't really want to be in this situation. And I uh, really was in line for another job at the university, another department, but I went outside into the private sector for a be- much better paying job. So. Yeah. I'm glad you called, Charlie, to tell us about your situation. I dare say there are many people who are in that situation. Um, but just as a reminder, um, I think you could go, if you are being harassed like that, anyone in the job place, to remember that you should not be working in a hostile work environment. You should have the ability to, to go to your human resources um, and file a complaint, and they should do something about it. And so um, I'm glad things worked out for you. I think in the last couple of minutes, I want to just go through a few tips for what you can do to support your child or know how to support yourself as you're moving through dealing with bullying. First of all, um, probably... Most experts say don't tell your child to just ignore the bullying. Allow them to talk about it. Let them talk about how it makes them feel. Let Give them some ways to deal with it, perhaps, to go talk to an authority, to look at the person in the eye and be able to say a statement like, I don't think that's funny or that was mean and unkind and turn around and walk off. Um, but empower them to do something. Empathize that you know it's hurtful and that they don't like it. If you disagree with the way the child handled the situation, instead of fussing at them, give them an idea of 
perhaps how they can do better. Better not to encourage physical retaliation. And I know Les talked to us about how he handled the bullying, and that may work for some, but it's, you know, there's always a risk of getting hurt. So be careful about getting too emotional. Parents, it's really important that you are careful not to overdo your protection. So if you'd like to hear the show again or any other episodes, I hope you'll listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, Searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. This show is a production of MPB Radio and engineered by Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next here on MPB Think Radio.